Welcome, everyone, to episode 336 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. So today was our originally scheduled Thummies episode. Uh, However, we did come up with a contingency in case uh, the events that happened today happened, and sure enough, they did happen. So we last minute had to come up with another topic idea, which I don't know. I think we came up with a good one, right? Yeah. So our main topic is going to be our 2018 gaming resolutions. Um, and the reason why we cannot do the thummies this week is because uh, this morning, Eric and his wife are went to the hospital to have the baby. We haven't heard anything since, so we have no updates for you. But um, that's why we're not doing the thummies, and it'll be next week. Uh, Eric week. did say that, I mean, this was this morning, but that things were moving slowly. So Yes. <clears throat> Yes, so we ha- like I said, we haven't, um, you know, we don't know what's going on outside of that at this point. So could be bored now. We, I mean, could be. It's always possible. You never know. I mm-hmm. would think he would let us know. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'd make for good uh, breaking news on the podcast, <laughs> right? Yes, it would. So, anywho, anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Boy, I've just been a royal disappointment with playing games at the end of the year. Nothing? No, nothing. Yeah, I didn't really play much either over the past week or so, I guess. Yeah, actually nothing new for me either, but I did play a little bit more Life is Strange, what was left of it, and uh, I finished Bury Me, My Love. Mm -hmm. So I can talk a little bit more about that later on. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Gaming resolutions for 2018. Corey, I'm going to let you get started. What have you got for us? So I think one of the themes this year, definitely for me and Eric, uh, maybe a little bit will. I don't know about so much you, Dan, but definitely will if I know what you're going with. (laughs) Yeah, just not in general, uh, a lack of of games played. Um, in doing the Thummy Awards, I really started to notice, and I realized that I had, uh, this year I had played, just played less games than I normally beat in a year over the last three years. Wow. Yeah. So that for me was a big, big red flag. Um, even though I did probably play a lot of the big releases, um, I didn't get to play a lot of the more niche games. So I guess in general for me, it's to, and I don't want to say play more games because I don't know if that's possible. Um, just based on my life and where it's at right now, I think it's got to be more something along the lines of, you know, preventing any further, uh, further, further slippage, further slippage on, on my part, uh, gameplay wise. 
Uh, there's just not enough time in the day. There really isn't. Um, I try to be very efficient with my time and not waste days um, doing nothing, which has been a problem of mine in the past, but I'm pretty good about not letting that happen anymore. So it's, yeah, it's just, unless I want to sleep less, um, it, it kind of is what it is at this point and is probably only going to get worse, uh, as I, you know, grow older and maybe someday get married, maybe someday have a family. I don't know. I don't know. So I think at this point it's just figuring out ways to optimize the time that I have, yeah. Um, as it relates to games, I don't really. That's not a, a a very succinct bullet point, but just a more of a general note uh, for me for something I'll be thinking about next year. Yeah, but at the same time, like once you have kids, you're home a lot more. So, I I really think I started playing more games once I started having kids. Like we're literally home all the time because that's it's a such point. a it's such a pain in the balls to go anywhere. Yeah. Um. We're just we're just home. So. Yep, that's a good point. I never thought of that, but yeah. I hope you're right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just easier to put the kids to bed, you know, and then and then just stay up late to play play video games. It's way easier than trying to go somewhere ever. Yeah. Especially with four, and especially in the frigid, frigid winter we're having right now. Yeah, no oh kidding. Oh my god, it's it was brutal. I I like the cold, and I'm good outside Hate during it. when like it's cold. But walking to my car today, I was miserable well right now it's zero feels like minus 14 so there there's that also great i I just took fiona out for a walk and my boogers were freezing inside of my nose yep it's awful awful existence this year more so than any other year my wife and i are like we have to move somewhere where it's not like this ever so every we get that itch every winter to to move somewhere where you know uh, where it's fall all winter i think would be ideal tennessee Uh, yeah somewhere like that tennessee north carolina that sort of that sort of locale but this year more so than usual we're like yeah it's time but anyway it's good good new year's resolution Corey. yeah that's what i had to do was cut out sleep oh or scale back on sleep, I should say. They didn't cut sleep out, but yeah. Okay. Uh, my first resolution for 2018 for gaming is to uh, finish games in a more timely fashion than I have in the past. Um, I've never been one to enjoy juggling games, juggling multiple games at once. Uh, and a game like Resident Evil 7 is a game I really enjoyed. I just never ended up finishing it. I don't remember why specifically I stopped playing it, but that's one that's short enough that I should have just powered right through it in a couple days, and I, I didn't. And I just never went back to it like I like to. So, Yeah, and I think that was what you said right there was the whole idea behind us doing the beaten games challenge that was sort of the genesis of it it was it was a another layer of incentives to to actually make sure you follow through and complete a game um but i think you're the only one that actually beat games this year so when you when that that challenge doesn't exist at least for me um i i don't i i I think it really helped me when it was working but you know now that i'm at a point where i'm having a hard time beating any games it's not right yeah i mean i didn't end up I I don't know if there's any updates, but I didn't end up finishing that far ahead. Like this is the fewest games I've beaten in a long time too. Yeah. So 
Yeah, we'll see. So that's my first resolution. Will, number one. Yeah, to go in tandem with Corey, like, this year I thought, I like, as the year progressed, like, I made a note of, like, everything I was playing and being. I'm like, yeah, like, I have a pretty good library of stuff that I've played this year. Um, but when it came down to doing the thummies, I really realized I did not play as much as I thought I did and wanted to because I don't know why. Um, most of it is games that I really sunk time into, like, for example, like that game. So, like, that took away from a lot of other games uh, on top of just normal life stuff. So next year, like, I'm going to try to make a more considered effort to play everything and kind of go in tandem with you, Dan, play it in a timely fashion instead of putting it off all until, like, probably, I would say a bulk of my gaming time is done within three months. Um, Like, during the summer, like, two months during the summer, I'll play a bunch, and then, like, late November to December, like, all the way to the thummies is when I do, uh, like, my other big chunk of gaming. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the reasons why this year... uh, I played even less is because I didn't do that chunk of gaming in November, December. So um, that's what I'm going to try and do and like, you know, make a way more concerted effort to play things on time and try to play, you know, the things that I would normally play and I'm interested in. Short games, too, are, are the concerning ones for me. Like Divinity Original Sin is another game I never ended up getting around to finishing, but that's like a 80, you know, an 80 hour game, whereas Resident Evil 7's it's short. It's a, you know, eight ten hours i should yeah. have beaten that yeah there's um, but because i put it off for so long the longer you put something off the more likely you are to not go back reason why i couldn't have played at least like finding paradise or life is strange before the storm mm-hmm. like there was no reason for me to not complete those two games yeah and lo and behold i ended up not being able to sure all right Corey. next resolution um Succeed at four in February. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, one thing I like about four in February, and I realized I came to this realization while I was doing the thummies as well, is that it's a good way to play some of the prior year's games. So our last this year's last year's game of the year award always has a few candidates because of four in February, and uh, this this year was no exception. So I think if I beat four in February. Uh, and stick to games that t- for next year were 2017 games. Um, I think that's the best way to approach that. And it's just been, I can't remember the last time I succeeded at it. I think I only did one year succeed. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of it's game choice and a lot of it is just doing it, you know? Yeah. I think the one year um, I came really close. I waited till like the last week to start any of the games and I was pretty confident that i could get through them and that was the one where uh i beat mario, uh, mario galaxy. galaxy 2 at like 1 30 a.m or something like that the following day <clears throat> and was really bummed after, <laughs> after I, rem- it. I remember that yeah that was bad but yeah. yeah it's just i mean if i can't i always say and part of the reason uh it was so depressing i always say if i i can't even be be successful at playing video games in my free time than <laughs> a, ho- a hobby that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. What, what am I, what am I worth? Yeah. I mean, another good, the thing I like about four in February is, you know, taming my Epic backlog. Yeah. It's there's it's stuff that I probably would never play otherwise, unless I li- literally stop buying new games, which you should, that's probably not going to happen. 
you know? Trust me. What, stop buying games? Yeah. I can't. I, I, mean, I have to play at least some of the new games, you know? Yeah. But that's why, like, all my good, uh, or I'm sorry, humble humble games I just immediately put up for giveaway because I knew 99.9% of them I will never play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks good to have a big library, but for for what purpose? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hear you. Uh, okay, my number two New Year's resolution for 2018 uh, gaming resolution is to reclaim the Nintendo Switch from the kids. Yeah, <laughs> they have <laughs> dominated that thing ever since Mario Odyssey came out. I have not been able to touch it during the day. Which is one of the reasons why I got it. I wanted to be able to play here and there when I could, when I had 15, 20 minutes, half an hour to to get some game time in. And it's in one of their grubby hands 24-7. They like to eat while I play it when I'm not paying attention, and they get crap all over my controllers, and they smudge the screen. <laughs> is it frustrating you now? Oh, did? it's so frustrating, because like I said, you know, I like to liked to squeak in time here and there playing playing whatever. That's why I haven't played much Xenoblade Chronicles too. It's also never charged because they're always always playing it. So uh, even if I wanted to like play it at night, I would have to sit close enough to the where I can plug it in and charge it, to, which is you know inconvenient. So really, what needs to happen is we need to get a second Switch for my household. The kids can have their own. Uh, with Mario Odyssey probably perpetually in it, uh, and then I can have my own Switch for my own personal use and not have to share. I know, I know. Max is uh, looking for his own personal Switch, Dan. Mm, my God, he—I bet you he's put two hundred hours into Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Last time I checked, it was, he was at like one hundred and twenty hours in Mario wow. Odyssey. Yeah, I know he has more moons than you. If he doesn't, he's really close. Mm-hmm. Like really close, so. And even my daughter, who just turned four, is surprisingly good at Mario Odyssey. Surprisingly good. So I mean, it's in the DNA. It is. It and honestly, with Mac, uh, Max, it took him longer than I expected to to get into games. But it was really just finding the right one, and Mario Odyssey was the game that got him into it because he wants to try. He wants to try Stardew Valley now. He wants to try Breath of the Wild. Oh man! I just need to set aside time to show him how to how to play it at first. You know, two points to that. Uh, Max will always remember Super Mario Odyssey too. Mm-hmm. Like we remember our very first games yep. that we ever really got Absolutely. into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, boy, what a quality of games that he has to like play. Like Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Stardew Valley. Are you as your as your first, you know, first gaming, memorable gaming experience. He's played a few games before, uh, but I don't know that they stick out in his head or he, he remember, he'll remember everything from them like he did, he will with Mario Odyssey especially. Yeah. It's just like you're going to show him Ocarina of Time and he's just going to laugh at it and that game yeah. was like like the visionary <laughs> game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well they, not even when, that. He has a, a parent that loves video games. Could you imagine Yeah. if us or any of our friends had that growing up? Well, we had we had a friend that liked video games, or whose dad liked video games. Which one? Seymour. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they always played EverQuest together, which is awesome. And it was always fun to go there and play video games. So uh, yeah, there absolutely. you go. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm looking forward to when we can play, you know, like intense co-op games at some point. So that's my second New Year's resolution. Will, what do you got? Um. So my second resolution 
um, is going to be to complete all of the games on my the one that got away list and games we wish we played. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't give you the games because that would be a spoiler to our thummies. But yes. there are 10 games that I need to complete next year. Uh, and there are games even in the what uh, we wish we played that didn't make the cut that I want to get to. Mm-hmm. So I will have probably like 12 2016 games, or wait, what year is it? 2017 games that I will be playing and trying to play to completion next year on top of 2018. So Very nice. Yeah, our dad dropped off the thummies, and <gasps> it's real tempting to not go through them all, but I'm not going to as much as I want to. Does he I mean, have any sort of um, pomp surrounding the handover of the thummy envelope? Not this year. He just dropped it off because he mm. was he was in a hurry. He, you know, closed it in the in the front door. And then I went and got it after he texted me and said he dropped it off. So I got a little input. He said it was difficult. Difficult, huh? He said there were some categories that had four first place ties, four second place ties. Four third place ties. Yeah, like, really. Yeah, I guess if you best think about, moment. It, yeah, like best moment, like please stop, you know, stuff like that would probably yeah. be the categories. Best keepsake. Sure. So, but yeah, he did say that some of them were like that, and he said it was really difficult for him to list tabulate it. all of it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Corey, number three. Let's see what else I have here. How about keeping up with the news? Uh, If you had told me in 2016 that there would be weeks in 2017 where I showed up to the podcast without any new bits, (laughs) I would call you a liar. But that happened multiple times to me this past year, uh, and I don't like it. And I think that's something that I can improve on, even if it's just... I don't know. I, I used to have such a good routine um, before this past year, like daily routine, and I sort of just kind of lost it, and that's part of the reason. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I when to, you start a new job, though, I mean, right? Yeah, that's the big problem. That's the biggest problem. But uh, yeah, it was just like get home from work, check out the gaming news. You know, that was always like my routine: have a cup of afternoon coffee, and then go from there. But um, yeah, like Dan said, starting a new job kind of throws your routine out of whack. Throws your routine out of whack, and uh, it's just a matter of figuring out a, a time to to stick with that routine. But yeah, so show up, show up with at least one nibble bit, um, even if there's nothing interesting. A lot of times, I think this year, news wise, there have been many weeks where there was nothing interesting interesting going on. Yeah, uh, but to me, I gotta just not use that as an excuse. Yeah, or nothing we would want to cover anyway. You know, right, right. We try not to get too much into the negativity, you know, right. if at all possible, and try yeah. to cover con- more consumer-based things. Yep. Because that's our, that's our MO. Okay. Uh, my number three 2018 gaming resolution is to play more co-op games with the wife. This is something we used to do a lot more frequently. And again, part of this has to do with her, her taking you know, college classes again. Um, so we haven't had as much time, but we, we did play through Super Mario World together this year. We played it ever so briefly. We played ever uh, Overcooked and Snipper Clips, but that's something we used to do on a more regular basis, and that's something I would like to get back to. 
um, it's good quality time together, solving puzzles and, and whatnot. And definitely something I want to want to try to do more of in 2018, especially with the switch. There's going to be a lot of good co-op, uh, even two to, you know, two to four player couch co-op type games, uh, that we'll be able to play together. So it's definitely on the docket. You're a, you're a noble husband, Dan. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. I mean, some of the best times we've had together were playing Rayman Legends on the on the Wii U. It was awesome. <laughs> Will, what do you got next? Um, Dragon Ball Z Fighter will be my Rocket League. Wow. Um, nice. So I this is like if you watch any gameplay from this game, it looks a little bit like Street Fighter. I mean, it looks a lot like Street Fighter. Or, yeah, Street Fighter. But it's with the Dragon Ball Z characters, and it looks like a lot of fun, and it looks pretty crazy. Uh, and I follow the Dragon Ball Z subreddit, and they're really pumped about that game. So in turn, it's making me pretty pretty pumped for it. Um, so I think I'm going to try it and make this be like my game that I go back to a lot during the course of the year that I just like play a couple of rounds here and there of it. Um, I'm kind of ex- I'm honestly pretty excited to play it with my recent Dragon Ball Z addiction did you get one of them you bought one of them right the game yeah i bought xenoverse 2 when it was on sale like 60 or 70 percent off on steam right yeah but i really haven't played it i screwed around for like 20 minutes in the world and i was like i don't have enough time to jump into this looks pretty complicated i know uh z fighter is a lot less like complicated of a of a game oh they're two different games yep yeah gotcha yeah, Xenoverse 2 is the one that came out last year on everything, came out this year on the Switch. Uh, it's considered one of the better Dragon Ball Z games, I think. I was going to say that. I think it reviewed pretty well. Yeah, it, it, it's like, I think I want to say it's high 70s, low 80s, like on Metacritic and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, mostly like positive on Steam and whatnot, so. Okay. Sounds good. Corey. Yeah, I just have one more, and Will and I talked a little bit about it, but it's uh, sticking to a regular Final Fantasy with Copilot. <laughs> this is my series. last one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I put Weekly in here. I think that's doable if Will, mine and Will's schedules can miraculously line up once a week. But uh, I, I think as long as it's on average, you know, there's at least a weekly session, I think we'll be in pretty good shape with that. We should try yeah. picking a day and time that we want to generally do it. Yeah, that's just tough with me because there aren't really any like good days. I mean, Thursday's the best day, but that just happens to also be podcast day. I mean, we could we could do it before podcast on Thursdays or you know after podcast. I know you you're usually ready to scram by the time we're done, but only if I have to lift after. But yeah, no, we'll I figure it out. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Will and I started uh, or played through all of Final Fantasy VI recently and kicked it off with the um, Extra Life gaming marathon for charity. Um, and we said we would continue to do that with Final Fantasy games mostly. I think I want you to really play Dark Souls. I think that would be fun for you to play and me co-pilot, but you don't seem too interested in that. But um, I just had a good time doing it, and I think it's a good way to to keep enjoying games and a, a good um, good piece of media to to share with the world. 
Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun to do it because you and I get to geek out over one of our favorite series because most of it's going to be Final Fantasy centric. It's mm-hmm. just fun to play these games, talk about them, joke about them like we were doing with six. Like we're going to be playing eight and neither you and I have really played too much of it. Yeah. So like that'll be a completely new experience. We want to do Final Fantasy 15, which is a game that you and I have been thinking a lot about within the last year, like of wanting to play again. So mm-hmm. it'll be cool to do that and continue it. And I really want to keep it going. Yep. That's one thing I'd like to do is uh, try to stream. But I, we've only been saying it for five years, Dan. I know it's. I just can't like. I, I would like to have it be weekly, like I like the podcast. You know, if I can't figure out a time to do it every week, I'm just. I, I just won't end up doing it. You know. Yeah. But well, that's why I, I like the idea of um, us setting a time and day. You know, established time and day, just like we have for the podcast, and then it's whoever can make it on that day. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Same person, you know, it could just be one person playing something, or all four of us playing something together. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just as long as somebody can fill that time slot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think generally it would be me as long as it's at, like at night. Yeah, uh, I like doing the. Uh, I, I've done it quite a few times. My Saturday Night Lonely Hearts Club mm-hmm. stream that I do from time to time. I was actually thinking about doing it this Saturday for finding paradise. Oh um, yeah. Are you yeah. sure you want to cry on stream? No camera. Turn off the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you, mute uh, the mic. Camera, mute the audio. Yeah. Mute the audio. Yeah. Yeah. Or mute your voice anyway. Yeah. Okay. So will you don't have any more? Yeah. No, my last one was also to continue doing the streaming with Corey and whoever else who wants to do it. Um, let's try to make a more concerted effort to do that. Gotcha. Okay. I've got two more. Uh, the first being buy fewer backlog games, which we kind of touched on a few, you know, a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a problem with needing the biggest steam library ever and adding games to it. Like I probably bought, I don't know, 20, 30 backlog specific games as part of bundles, uh, specifically the humble monthly. If there's a early, if the early unlock is a game that I like, or I'm interested in, I will, I will pay for it and, Mm -hmm. you know, get the other games that come with it. Some of which are good, some of which are bad. Uh, But yeah, a lot of these games I'll never end up touching, even the ones that I want or have wanted, uh, because you, we try to play newer things as they come out, you know, the, the lack of time really, makes it so that I can't play them, unfortunately. Yeah. So you just have to you have to free your brain, Dan. Don't think of it as a backlog. Just think of it as games <laughs> that you own, you know? Well that I mean that's how I have to think of it. And I have like two hundred games on my wish list too. Yeah. So there's always something going on sale and if it's a, a really good sale, if I can get a game that's been on my backlog for a while for four or five dollars, it's hard not to spend that four or five dollars. But right, uh, right. yeah, I'll likely never touch those games. Other than four in February, but that's only four games, and I don't get to beat all those games every year. Like last year, I, I or in twenty seventeen, I beat three out of my four backlog games. Um, so you know it's still one more I didn't get to. But this this humble monthly uh, I'm going to be getting. It's got Quantum Break, The Long Dark, and Warhammer Dawn of War three. I probably won't end up playing any of those, but I'm still going to get it. So. But I'll also be subscribing, I guess, before 2018 actually starts. So I'll try to be better about it come 2018. And use that money for new games. 
because games like uh, South Park I never got to play, uh, but it was financial. That the reason why I didn't end up buying it. So, yeah, I forgot about that game like completely. Yep, fractured butthole. Uh, so that that's my number four, and then my fifth one is is along those lines, and that's to use my Steam Link more. Mm-hmm. There's a, I mean, ideally, I would like to play all my Steam games on my computer, on my ultra wide monitor, because that's how I enjoy playing them. Uh, specifically, there's games that I just have to shooter, any kind of shooter uh, or actiony game with uh, you know. Uh, a lot of 3D graphics I'll play on my ultra wide just because I I like the expanded field of view and uh, games with shooting I like to have the keyboard and mouse. Yeah, but there's a lot of games uh, again if I want to hit the backlog a little bit more that would be fine on a 1080p you know TV screen. So yep. I, I use um, my Steam log Steam Link more. It's a great device. Yeah, and I, I was going to add to that I had great success playing Life is Strange uh, over the Steam Link. It's a perfect game. Um, cause you're not, I mean, a little bit time sensitive, but not really. So input lag wasn't an issue on yeah. the, the big 4k and all that stuff. So, uh, I think your, your 1080p TV though, Dan is a little bit more responsive, right? You mean As it relates input, to input lag. I haven't had any issues with input lag that okay. I've noticed. I think it I, depends. I mean, I, I play uh, Rocket League on the couch with the Steam Link from time to time, uh, but I only do solo duel because I know I'm going to lose because the input lag is so bad. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know why I keep doing it because I know I'm going to lose. It's usually not even close, but it's I guess it's just easy to pick up and play a game of Rocket League even though I know I'm going to lose. Yeah. No, I mean, I played... Uh... My wife earlier in the year played the first Life is Strange on the Steam Link. I played Life is Strange on the Steam Link. I played all of Pyre on my Steam Link because uh, that didn't even have ultra wide support. That was only uh, standard HD resolution. Right. Um, and then I've I've played what I've played so far of Life is Strange before the storm on the Steam Link. So mm-hmm. those types of games are perfect for. It. And I've got a library full of that that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, try to use that a little bit more. And then once Rainway comes out, I don't know if you're familiar with Rainway, Corey. No. It's coming. It's an app coming to the Switch that allows you to stream your PC games to your Switch. Oh, wow. Yes. What's Who's Rainway? Is it just like a third party? It's the or? company that's making it. I don't know if that's what the company's called, but that's what the app is called. It's, it's called. It's coming to like Android devices and tablets and 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 uh, the iPad and stuff like that. But oh, okay. If you can have it on the Switch, like that's literally the controller built into it. You know, like that. That would be ideal. Hell yeah! Play, play those games in handheld mode. As long yep. as your wireless is, internet is good enough. So the Switch is going to be revolutionary. Yeah, even more so than it already is, huh? All right, that's all I got for nibble bits. Nibble bits. Nibble bits. Not main segment for New Year's resolutions. So, we'll shall we? Get get... Our, we'll have to get Eric's New Year's resolutions separately. Yes, definitely. Um, it probably won't be next week. Next week will be thummies. Those episodes always run long too, so yeah. that will probably just specifically be thummies. All right, nibble bits. Who's got nibble bits? I got some nibble bits. All right, Corey, go right ahead. Uh, Three of them. The Red Dead Redemption 2 release date may have leaked. 
This is uh, the leaker, I guess, is the Danish retailer Cool Shop, which, according to their website, says Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out June 8th, 2018. It is, of course, unconfirmed, uh, but this is the same retailer that nailed the Grand Theft Auto 5 release date well before it was announced, months before it was announced. So they at least have a track record. Um, I, I don't think any of us are too excited about Red Dead Redemption. I am. I don't think you guys are. I was just about to ask, is it bad that I'm absolutely refusing to buy this game or spend any money to split it? Uh, no. I mean, you're entitled to, to, to whatever. I think most people should have that mentality, you know? I'm, I'm not, very I'm not put off by Rockstar, until, yeah. yeah. Until, you know... Do you think you could be convinced to buy it, though? It, I, I could. Here's the thing, though. Like, they'll show off an awesome trailer where everything looks awesome, but, like, I know better than, like, what I'm seeing in that trailer is going to be actually what I experience. Yeah. I just don't enjoy that formula of game ever. I haven't ever liked a GTA. I tried 4 and 5. I didn't like Red Dead. I don't know. The only way that I enjoyed it was Saints Row. Yeah. That's because Saints Row was nutty. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly it. It was actually, I thought, interesting. It didn't take itself seriously. I'm like, well, I don't know about Grand Theft Auto Five, but Grand Theft Auto Four took itself way too seriously. Well, it's just like, you know, Saints Row Third wasn't serious and it was insane, and then Saints Row Four was that, but with superpowers. Yeah, and aliens. So it's just also, like better controls. The controls yeah. in uh, Saint, uh, not Saints Row, um, Grand Theft Auto Four were terrible. I thought. Yep. So, so that was a large part of it. So if I play a game like that, it will be a Saints Row game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it's like Saints Row, like Dan said, is crazy and goofy. But I just feel like Grand Theft Auto is just glorifying carnage in a way that doesn't appeal to me. I don't really yeah. know how to phrase it. I don't know. I I wonder if I wonder I, I would bet that the average or the percentage of sociopaths that plays Grand Theft Auto is a little bit higher than the average of all video games. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Well, I mean, after you kill everybody in the city, like, what do you do? Yeah, it's just that I, doesn't... That stops being fun for me very quickly, that... That stuff. Yeah. You know? And I don't enjoy the story enough to want to play it, so... No. Yeah, it's fun for like half an hour, and then you're like, oh, okay. Next. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. The FCC has extended the accessibility waiver for games, something I didn't know existed until I read it today. So portions of video games are classified as communication devices, which is something that's controlled by the FCC. And because of uh, some FCC act or something like that from forever ago, they are required to be accessible to people with various physical limitations. Uh, the umbrella of this law applies specifically to the communication aspect. So the color blindness stuff, all that doesn't really fall under this law. Um, it's mostly for in-game chat. So video games have until December 31st, 2018 to figure out other ways for people with physical limitations to use 
things, communicate aspects of communication in the game, like in-game chat. Mm. Two games that this article pointed out that are already doing that are Splatoon 2 uh, and Minecraft. And I'm not sure which does which, but one of them has a smartphone app for communication, and the other one has text-to-speech chat. I think Minecraft has text-to-speech, right? Yeah. So Splatoon is an app. Well, yeah. that I mean, that's the whole convoluted communication scheme that, that Splatoon 2 has. Yeah, but it, in it's, reading this article, different. it kind of made sense because then it becomes on the smartphone to f- have figured out the accessibility portion. Right. You know? Because a lot of, um, I mean, I know iPhone has it built in as the screen reader software and everything. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. I We recently built a website that had to be Double A accessibility compliant, um, and the double A designation is it's crazy. It's like the color, the contrast ratio has to be a certain number between foreground and background objects, and it's a ridiculous number. So we basically had to like redesign the website, all the colors and everything, so it worked. Um, lots, lots of things that you wouldn't think of anybody would ever care about ever we had to do for this this website it was it was crazy that's interesting um, i mean don't get me wrong i'm happy to do it i think it's important but sometimes i think it's it's a little overboard mm-hmm. and my last one the world health organization has plans to add a gaming disorder quote gaming disorder to their list of recognized mental health conditions uh, it's designated 6D11, and as I said, it's called Gaming Disorder, and it's listed alongside Gambling Disorder because of its similar addictive behaviors. Excuse me. Um, it's qualified as, imp- quote, impaired control over gaming, an incre- increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities, and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. I guess the diag- the official diagnosis can be made after behavior is evident over the course of a year. It did say that there are extreme exceptions to that. Uh, the diagnosis has predominantly online and predominantly offline designations. I don't know why that matters. Why would yeah, that- I mean, if you if you're still gaming all the time instead of, like if you play skyrim all the time well how is yeah. that different if you play world of warcraft all the time yeah you know i don't know maybe the the treatment uh pattern is different or something who knows yeah maybe, maybe because one of the things you're addicted to when you play world of warcraft is interaction with the other people right that yeah makes sense um but this article i was reading linked to a kotaku article that came out today where they were Chatting with some psychologists that had um, some things to say about this designation um, negatively. So the the one guy, Dr. Chris Ferguson, said in this interview, there are many myths such as that games involve dopamine and brain regions similar to substance abuse. There's a kernel of truth to that, but only insofar as any pleasurable activity activates these regions. How gaming involves them is more similar to other fun activities like eating chocolate, having sex, getting a good grade, etc. Not heroin or cocaine, which was the internet's knee-jerk reaction. How dare 
you know, they lump video game addiction in with heroin and cocaine addiction. And that's essentially what these guys are saying, too, that they're totally different things. Yeah. Um, and I always point like I always point to things um, like crossword puzzles and uh, cross find the words that old people really enjoy. Uh, it is a little shot of dopamine and, and games offer that on a continuous drip. It's I don't know. It's kind of it's what makes a game a game and victory. I mean, any game you can get that from. It just so happens video games can do it more regularly and more predictably. Um, there's another psychologist that mentioned that most gaming studies are low quality. And I thought this point was interesting. He said that it risks they risk stigmatizing millions of players and diverting mental health resources from things like depression and anxiety by codifying gaming addiction. Uh, so that was another takeaway from this Kotaku article that they the, the, these psychologists are essentially arguing that gaming addiction is more of a symptom of something else like yeah, depression. like de- depression or anxiety or yeah, social yeah. anxiety is, is another one that that people flock to gaming because of. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I thought that point was really good about. Yeah. You know, once all of a sudden I, I can say, well, geez, based on these standards, I. I'm addicted to gaming, right? <laughs> I was just going to say that, yeah. You know? So I should be treated and take money away from somebody who has serious mental issues that needs help? I don't know. It seems it seems a little crazy to me. Um, who knows what will happen with it? Because it sounds like there's enough people in the psych, psychology or psych, psych, psyche, well, you know what I'm trying to say, psychiatric community uh, that aren't, really happy with this but yeah i mean it is what it is what are you gonna I'm, do i mean the 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 main things i see here are the 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 extreme cases where you know you someone neglected their child uh to keep playing video games which you hear a story like once a year about that that sort of thing happening but i feel like even if someone games to the detriment of a lot of other things that doesn't necessarily mean addiction you know yeah other than the extreme cases that I just talked about. Yeah. But that's, that's, I think that's a very rare occurrence. Yeah. The one thing I will say is when I'm like on my worst gaming binges, I'm trying to think of a good recent example where I just would not put it down. I can't think of nothing's coming to my head, but I do notice it affecting my day to day being. Yeah. Um, yeah, but at the same time, like, isn't that the same as like a Netflix binge or any anything else you would it's a, like? It's that's a good point, Dan. But for for me, honestly, it's a little bit different, and I can't really right. put my finger on it. But I know, like, when I'm Is playing it games it, consistently in my free time over a period of several days, or even I've noticed it if I play for like eight hours and then I go hang out with friends or try to do something after that, I'm way more reserved and quiet. I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. Uh, but yeah. And I also know from experience that if I do that over a long period of time, the effects of that last a little bit longer. Yeah. But do you think that might have something to do with your, your brain being more tired than it would be if you just sat and watched the idiot box? Yeah, probably. For eight hours? You know, you're yeah. actually like uh, using your brain and exercising it? Mm-hmm. Honest, like when and Corey talking, Corey talking about that, like because I've been watching through all of like Dragon Ball Z and like watching it for like four or five hours a time at a time. Like whenever I'd have to go to work or hang out with friends, I was also more 
quiet, reserved, or sometimes grumpy because like I was kind of just away from it. You know, so I do yeah. experience that same sort of thing. So like the even though I'm just watching something and not actively engaging with it like with a video game, I still like experience that same sort of thing. Yeah. Because I just think of like when I sit and watch a movie like we watched the the Hobbit for like three hours. And then, you know, if I play a game for three hours, I'm definitely more mentally tired from playing the game because, you know, especially if it's a reflex intensive game uh, like Corey would be playing Rocket League or whatever, you know, like that's that's sapping to your strength more so than, you know, binge binge watching the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, I I guess I, I wasn't trying to suggest that playing game by playing games you develop in a some sort of weird mental addiction to them yeah um i I do think it is a symptom of something else like the desire to play games over a lot of other things is is a symptom of something else going on Mm -hmm. uh, which may or may not be mental illness you know i there's days where i just have a bad day and i'm like i'm not gonna talk to anybody i'm just gonna go (laughs) home and play video games yeah you know So who knows? I think I just think it's it's overall it's too hard to pinpoint. Yeah, well, like you said, I I think we talked about this a few years ago, and um, we were talking about video game addiction, but you replaced video game addiction with fun, and it worked (laughs) the same. Like you know, uh, how I think it was we were reading an article like how to tell if you're addicted to video games, and you remove video games with having fun. <laughs> like it sounded ridiculous. It's like, yeah, this is what people do. Like when they have when fun doing fun. anything. Yeah, uh, that'd be a good clip to pull up right now. Uh, have Tito find it. He'll not. Yeah, right. He's Tito. He found our last one. I wonder if he has transcripts of all our podcasts. Oh, that would be great. My dream is for somebody to have that. Have everything archived. Yeah, like we were supposed to do, but we, you know, it's too much work. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, Will, what do you have for Nibble Bits? I got two. Uh, my first one is the PlayStation Plus announce or uh, lineup for January. Mm-hmm. So, we, in my opinion, you, we get like our very first heavy hitter of a game, um, and that's uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. I think that's yeah. an incredible game to give out for it's free. It's a great um, game. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of it. I thought that game got hated on on really unnecessarily. I thought it was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also giving out Batman the Telltale series um, and Hack and Slash uh, game Sacred 3, which, Dan, did you play Sacred 3? Mm-mm. I think I have it, but it's one of those ones that I didn't play. Uh, I'm thinking of Risen. Risen, yeah. Risen yeah. 3 is one I want to buy. I don't have Risen 3, but I, <laughs> or maybe I got it. I might have it. It's one of those ones that I might have in my library and I might not. And I'd check right now, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, being given out on PlayStation 3 is The Book of Unwritten Tales 2, uh, Visual Novel, Psychopath, Mandatory Happiness, and Uncanny Valley on the PS Vita. So um, that's going to be the lineup. As I said, I think uh, Deus Ex and Batman Telltale series is really good. Get uh, I've never played Sacred, so I can't really speak to that one. So definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my last one is, I know we haven't even covered this yet, but have you guys seen any of the Valkyria Chronicles 4 stuff? I wanted to talk about that a few weeks ago when they announced that it was coming to the Switch. Yeah, how and did I we... I just don't think I ever did. 
how did we just completely not even bring up the announcement of a series that we're all really excited to play? I don't know. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of gameplay. and There's a lot of like info going around about it. It's going to be coming out 2018 on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and a lot of people are expecting a PC port at some point. Yeah. But what a great game for the Switch. Mm-hmm. And it looks fantastic. I don't know how much any of you guys have seen. Like, it looks really good. I watched a gameplay video, like, maybe two days ago. Okay, so that's the, yeah, one that, the one that I got up right now that I have going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. It's a lot. It looks like it's a lot of the same, uh, but just, like, in a different... You know, different characters, different environment, and whatnot, and it it looks awesome. I'm really excited to play it. Yep, totally agree. What bothers me about Valkyria Chronicles Four is I loved the first Valkyria Chronicles, but two and three, I was never able to play them. I have no idea what they're about. Um, yeah, and I feel like I'm missing out. That's one thing I've noticed with Netflix with with shows releasing their seasons on netflix like right before the new season airs i think that's a great way to do that and i wish i wish valkyria chronicles was accessible on pc um because i really do think doing that helps build hype for it and you you create fans by by re-releasing your older games on steam yeah Yeah. there's really no reason not to you know like it's i I can imagine a lot of games are probably fairly easy uh to port a lot of software nowadays just has like has it built into it, you know. You know, export for I, I know one of the big things when the Nintendo Switch came out was Unreal Four has the option to export to Nintendo Switch, right? So, uh, you know, it's worth it to sell a few extra thousand, hundred thousand, ten thousand copies of a game, you know. Like mm-hmm. you said, that you know, people have been wanting games like that on especially old old jrpgs like there's a lot of them that were on the ps2 or ps3 that i never got the opportunity to play that i would buy in heartbeat yep so i was actually just reading an article about the trails series and i think it was kotaku yeah and how like the u.s versions are so far behind like they're already on like trails of the sky i don't even know but like the fourth or fifth iteration of the series but like we only have the second mm-hmm it's like why, like in a time where we pretty much get all of these Japanese role-playing games, like why aren't we getting like that? Like it's, yeah. it's weird. It's the same thing with Valkyria Chronicles. There's really no reason for us to not have two and three. Well, they did that with uh, ta- the Tales series. Like Tales of Symphonia is now on Steam. They put that up. I was it before or after Tales of Zestiria, and now Tales of Basaria is on there. Yeah, um, that was a, at launch. It came out. I think maybe even Zestiria came out uh, simultaneously on PS4 and on Steam. But yeah, they yeah, added so. added Tales of Symphonia like later on. That's great. Just to just to have access to those things because you know once you get rid of your systems, uh, PlayStation does a terrible job with with backwards compatibility, and people want yep. that stuff. So put it on Steam; it'll be there forever. People can buy it whenever they want, and it'll be in their library forever. You know. Yeah, just get some more exposure to their games. Like, yeah, totally. Yep. Anything else? Well, Uh no. That that was my two nibble bits. Okay, I actually have no nibble bits this week. Damn. I know. Uh, but I mean, it was a, mostly a slow week for news with uh with Christmas being early this week and. You know. Not to mention, we thought we were doing the thummies. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, didn't even look anything. until today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, none of us looked until today because we did think we were doing the thummies, and we don't do that stuff. And when I looked today, I was like, "Oh, there's nothing really." Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So we will get right into our weeks. Um, I will go first. So like I said, it was uh, it was Christmas. We had a crazy Christmas Eve, a crazy Christmas. Um, Christmas Day, after everyone left, me and my wife were sitting downstairs on the couch. Uh, and I saw some movement Ooh. out of my eye. I looked up, and there was a giant freaking bat flying around oh, our basement. Oh, no! A giant albatross-sized brown bat flying what? around our basement. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. So <laughs> my immediate reaction is to hit the deck because I hate, bleh, I hate, they're just nasty, nasty creatures. I know they're not going to hurt you, but they're still just nasty. So, uh, I corralled the dog hit. The, well, I hit the deck. Uh, once I figured out that it was probably not going to bother us, it was mostly staying towards the top of the basement ceiling. I crawled over and opened the door to try to shoo him out. Well, he, Parked himself up over the door over here <laughs> by where my computer is. Yeah. So my wife was on the floor underneath. One of my kids got a new sled uh, for Christmas. So she was under <laughs> under the sled. I, I tied the dog to the pole that's down here. Um, and I was trying to figure out a way to get him. So, uh, yeah, he had, like I said, hung himself on the rafter right up here. So I went and got one of our hockey sticks and tapped him, knocked oh. him off the thing onto the floor and he just like laid there so i was like great wow. now what do i do because i wanted him to just fly out like that would have been easiest um but no that wasn't going to happen so i threw a towel on him oh boy huh oh boy <laughs> yeah, I, threw, <laughs> I threw a towel on him i was like well now what do i do i don't want to i don't want to touch him so i got <laughs> i got a a big full bleach gallon and gave him a few good light slams oh now i i I hate killing things. I really oh do. My I, God. I don't even. I don't like killing mice. I don't like uh, killing bats. I don't. I don't kill spiders. The only thing I kill with uh, any kind of frequency is. I don't know if you guys seen those house centipedes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They're they're just disgusting, and I yeah. have to kill those. So that's they, the only thing yeah. I like to kill. Uh, Before so you get too far, but Dan, yeah. was yeah. your uh, usage of light slam a uh, Mrs. Doubtfire reference? <laughs> no, I, mean, I wish it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, I gave Go him four, 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 four good slams with the thing, oh. uh, but he was still doing a little squeaking. Um, oh. So I, but I, I figured I had at least injured him enough that he wouldn't get out of the towel. So I kind of like tucked the towel underneath him, slid a bucket, and put him outside. And of course, when we, you know, we couldn't call anyone. It was Christmas night at like ten o'clock. No one was was around. So the next day, we called a local animal control. Uh, service they came out later that day uh did an inspection of the property uh their whole thing is uh removal of of whatever the animals are and then like sealing your property so that they don't get back in again um so yeah all the work he's gonna do uh i don't know it's he's gotta like seal seal the fascia that's up against the brick uh put in new we need new um uh uh screen for our our roof vents Mm -hmm. and then like a ridge guard that goes along the roof of our ridge um and they're gonna charge us 1400 bucks oh great well uh, yeah well (laughs) i thought the price was good actually for all the work they're gonna do like in the middle of winter Uh, but they also they're also gonna trap all the bats uh when he went up in the attic i had visions of I was going to say, like, 47 bats. I had visions of them just, like, hanging from the ceiling or from the attic, like, everywhere. But that we didn't see any. He said that uh, it, if you get them, because, you know, they, they will wander into a house, like, in the summer, 
Yeah, it's normal. Uh, but if you have them in the winter, it means they're hibernating in your house. So, uh. But he said because we didn't find any he, that we probably have less than half a dozen. So he said half a dozen maximum we have in our house somewhere. Um, so yeah, they're going to seal the seal the structure, uh, set traps for the ones that are here, and then they uh, when when all that's done and they get them all out, they they come and do like a sanitization process to to clean any droppings and stuff. There are some droppings up in the attic, uh, so so that Not, bat was just chilling the whole time that we were there. I don't think so. What what I think happened is there's a gap between our chimney and and the wood that runs up through the house. So he probably because it's been so cold, the the guy said the cold probably stirred him from yeah. from sleeping. He came down along the chimney and and flew around to find somewhere warm, warmer. So yeah, he was like, "Screw that! I'm going in." Yeah, screw this! I'm going to get warm. <laughs> so that was our excitement on on Christmas night. Uh, never never a dull moment. Wow. Kids asleep and everything. Yep, uh, Max was not asleep. He was awake. Uh, of course, he was asking for things when I was trying to figure out how to get the damn bat out of our house. But Dad, can I play Odyssey? I think he wanted water or something. We're like, uh, dude, we got we're we've got a situation down here. Just wait. Uh, so that's it's amazing. not it's not the first yeah. bat we've had in our house either. So it'll be nice to get the the house sealed up and so they can't get in again. Hmm. Do you what? guys remember Crosby catching bats in our house? No. Yeah, you, <laughs> he used to be able to jump up and grab them out of the air and carry them around like he had a mouse. Oh, nice. my God. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was when Crosby, it's when Crosby was young and full of life. Before he was beaten down by the man. Yeah, before he realized he hated us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gim- Gimli, Gimli just barked at the bat. Yeah, go ahead. I think I missed the part of your story. After did you kill it when you gave it the slams with the? It wasn't quite dead when I scooped it up, but I it, I put it outside and I'm pretty. It had to have frozen to death like immediately because it's been so goddamn cold. Okay, the bucket's still out there. I'm just gonna take it and wing it in the woods one of these days. What day was this? It's Christmas Day, Christmas night. I have a similar story. <laughs> Do you really <laughs> to share? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if it was like the same time and there was some weird like universe thing going on. But uh, I'll wait. You can finish your week. Mine's not nearly as exciting. That's all I had. I've uh, since then we've we've not done anything. So. All right. Well, so me and the lady friend uh, the day after Christmas went up to the cabin that we stay at in Turin pretty regularly. And first of all, when we get there before we got there, I was looking at the weather report and it said 23 inches of snow that day. I was like, oh, that's got to be a mistake because it was sunny in Clinton. So we weren't too concerned about it. But uh, as soon as we got up there, like the skies turned black and it was just hemorrhaging snow everywhere. And there was at least two feet of snow on the ground already and a lot more coming. So I had to shovel a path to the door, um, which is a ton of snow to move. And we finally get in, we get all our stuff in and look on the kitchen counter and there's a dead mouse on the kitchen counter. Which I was like, oh, that kind of sucks, but I'll just grab it and throw it outside. Laying next to a trap that went off and a bunch of poop around it and stuff. So I went to grab it with a paper towel, and it moved. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, no. And immediately, like, I tensed up. And I'm like you, Dan. Like, I don't like touching yep. critters. I don't. With, 
with nature, I like you give me space, I will give you space. You know, yeah. that's a very blah. Yeah. Stay away from me, I'll stay away from you. But I made like a mental note to myself in that moment where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be strong about this. I'm gonna be the strong one in this situation and not try to make my girlfriend do something about it. <laughs> <clears throat> um so I was like, all right, we have to kill it. And she's like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, I don't know, but what else are we going to do? And she's like, well, can we try and feed it, give it water? I'm like, okay, yeah, let's try to feed it and give it water. And we tried, and it was not reacting at all. We, I basically put a spoon of water like in its face, and it didn't mm-hmm. had no interest in it. Its eyes were completely shut the entire time. But every time I tried to pick it up and move it, it would try to like scurry away. And at one point it even like got up on its, on its legs. One of its back legs was bent like way up and crooked and stuff. So I'm assuming Uh, if it got hit, that's what it did is it took out the leg and maybe the spine or something like that. And it just couldn't move the way it needed to. But, um, yeah, it wasn't doing anything. And, and like, I, I'm like, do you want me to take it to a veterinarian? Like, this is kind of ridiculous. This is just a mouse. I feel bad, but it's, there's nothing going on here. Yeah. And she's like, okay, do what you got to do. So uh, being the man that I was trying to be in that moment, I got a little Ziploc bag, grabbed it in the paper towel, dropped in the bag, took it out on the front stoop and whacked it with a shovel Mm -hmm. as hard as I could and missed the first time. (laughs) Yeah. And then I whacked it again. And uh, I could tell by the mess inside of the bag that I had succeeded in my efforts. But that's the most humane thing to do really. You yeah, know? absolutely. That was my fear with the bat is because it was on the floor. I didn't want to splatter it. So I didn't want to like really give it a good right hammer. So I, you know, I gave it good firm slams with the, with the bleach jug, but yeah. yeah, it wasn't quite enough to kill it. But other than small bugs, probably the first time I've ended a life to end the suffering, you know, I yeah. don't think I've ever had to do that before. Ugh. Mm-hmm. adrenaline was flowing yeah i don't know rather not have to do stuff like that either. no that was terrible that was terrible <laughs> okay that's funny though that we had similar, similar critter killing yep. experiences right after christmas you guys are murderers yeah the mirtha slayer boys <laughs> um other than that not much pretty much just been spending time hanging out with family and friends and celebrating the holidays i ugh, i was basically nauseous for like four days straight because i was eating so much food like way more food than i ever eat yeah. uh drinking alcohol every night sometimes way more than i usually do and just like the types of food i was putting in me was just insane so i just had like a low grade nausea for like four or five days. And yesterday was the first day I finally felt a little bit normal. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to drying out a little bit after all the fun. Um, other than that, just will, I watched a ton of DBZ yesterday. <gasps> Where are you at? Um, Goku is just about to go super Saiyan. Okay. So he's talking some smack. Frieza thinks it's way better. He's way better. And, I think the last thing I saw was um, on King Kai's planet, Yamcha and Tien were like, Goku hasn't even used his KO Ken attack. And King Kai's like, yes, he has. He's been using it the whole time. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
There's some I really love that show. I do so too, much. but some of the lines are so dumb that if you take them out of out of context for the entirety of the show, they just it like when Goku shows up and Gohan's there and he's like Goku's like I'm so proud of you guys, all of you guys, especially you, Gohan. It's just like the cheesiest, but it's still really yeah, good. It's Japanese, but like some of the some of the the writing is really good. Like the situations they they get themselves in one part I thought was really well done was um, Vegeta trying to get Krillin to kill him yeah. so that Dende could heal him. Yep. I thought that little plot line was, was pretty cool. There's a it lot was, of those little cool it, things going on. It was cool. Cause Dende is like, no, I'm not going to heal him after he <laughs> got killed. Yeah. So everyone's yeah. like, uh, yep. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's a, it's a great show. I'm, almost done with season nine then i can start super and i'm really pumped to start super yeah i got a long way to go but i i i too am excited to to watch super mm-hmm. and uh it's funny you brought up that dragon ball z game because i was reading a little bit about that today i'm kind of excited for it yeah no it, it looks really cool i never go back everybody's really pumped about it too which kind of makes me pumped maybe i'll try xenoverse yeah, you something. Yeah, try try it out. It uh, a lot of people really like the game, so cool. That's all, Dan. I don't think I had much else to say. What about you, Will? What do you got? I didn't kill anything this week. <laughs> um, I worked. I want to say twelve of thirteen days. Uh, like the last two weeks. So like, I was whooped. I worked from last Sunday. Well, okay, so two Sundays ago to last Sunday, which was Christmas Eve, I worked over 50 hours. So, like, I've been pretty pretty pooped. Uh, haven't had a lot of time for really anything. Um, but, you know, Christmas Eve rolled around, and uh, Corey and I, I actually watched a movie for the first time in... Oh, that's right. A year, maybe? maybe no, the summer. I lied. But it was, what, El Camino Christmas? Yeah. Uh, what a movie that is! I recommend that movie. Uh, I when I started when I started watching it, like it was this like funny like movie, pretty hilarious, but like it got so super dark for a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, it's a movie that I told all my friends. Like I'm a big Polar Express fan for my Christmas movie. Like that's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, but I really think El Camino Christmas is up there for one of my favorite Christmas movies. I I really liked it, and it's just like this like it seems like a low budgety kind of movie with like very few like set pieces. Um, but like what they do with the acting and the plot line, like I, I thought was pretty good. Yep. Yeah, and you're right. Like the first half of the movie, the characters are like their most comedic selves but then as things unfold and get more and more intense yeah you start to see the human side of them a yep. little bit more and they become more tragic than anything else especially that police department man <laughs> well that one cop the bumbling drunk one that ends up in the shop um i thought he was a really good actor he played he- that role perfectly yeah, like he was really hateable, but you kind of felt bad towards the end when he yep. was like, "I've been here for all of you." Yep, yep, yep. And you're kind of like, "Oh man, he's right." And he's... some of the characters in the movie, they're like, oh, "He's a dick, but he's right." Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I really, really loved the movie. I'm really glad I sat and watched through it. I'm glad you watched it too, because I, I had seen it a few days before and loved it. And but sometimes I wonder, like. 
there are movies that I watch and love, and then I go back and see what other people say, and they just like hate it. So I never. Sometimes I never know when I see something by myself and really like it. It's I mean, redeeming to share it with somebody else who also enjoyed it. I looked up what people were saying. I got like a seventy something. It's not bad for a Netflix original. No, like I said, it seemed like, you know, it was a little bit like, like there wasn't a lot of like a big budget behind it, but like what they did with it was, I thought pretty impressive. Yep. So I saw that. I'm trying to think of what else. I don't know. Just Christmassy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nothing else. No, not really. All right, let's get into what we played. Will, you didn't really play anything, right? No, nah, to be honest, like I really, if I'm not working or at the gym, like I'm home watching Dragon Ball Z. Gotcha. Right now. So okay. I, yeah, I'm really disappointed with what I wanted to get to by the end of the year. But yeah. The games. Um, for me, I only have two quick things to talk about. I, find, I completed the first part of Life is Strange before the storm. I uh, haven't played played it since. I think I had like maybe half an hour, forty minutes left on the first uh, first episode. Um, haven't played it since. And then right before we started recording, actually, I beat Near Automata. Oh, nice. you beat it! Yeah. Thank you. And uh, it was awesome, but I I have to play it more because the endings you unlock more endings as you as you keep playing. So mm-hmm. I only uh, unlocked the first ending. So, but an amazing game, amazing game. If absolutely if, love it. If what I read is correct, I think each playthrough is shorter. Yeah, they get shorter and shorter as you as you as you progress so okay so yeah so you're not gonna be putting in another i don't know how many 17 hours, hours. yeah you'll probably put in like six yeah yeah i don't know um but yeah they they do get shorter and and you also unlock random side ones as you're playing through the game too so mm-hmm. yeah that's all i played what do you got Corey? uh i beat life is strange before the storm oh, i know nice. when we did our thank you thank you when we did our episode last week, I was really close, but yeah, it was maybe another hour, uh, and then I got through it. I was honestly was a little disappointed in how the ending played out, but uh, the ride was well worth it, uh-huh. so I'm not too bitter. Um, I There's an after-the-credits scene that I didn't really care for. Okay. Um, it's definite, definite spoil. Well, not really. It's it, there's a reference to something that happens in the next game, the oh, okay. the, pre, the previous game, mm-hmm. um, that I didn't care for. I, I thought it I thought it was just a cheap. What's the word I'm looking for? A, a cheap shock, you know. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's a. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Life is Strange that I like so much about it. I think the music is a big part of it. Um, the simplicity of the storytelling. I mean, we talked a lot about it last week, but yep. uh, it's just, it's well paced. The decisions you make are weighty. Um, you, you feel like you're, you're in control of this character that is already has its own life and backstory and motives and stuff like that. Uh, but yet you still feel like you're influencing the story and the characters and all that stuff. I don't know. Uh, Will, you, I think you need to play it. Oh, I will definitely. Yeah, and, we, we're gonna go do. Uh, 
we'll do a spoiler episode after we all play through it. Uh, did you know that you can play D&D with Mikey a second time, Dan? No, I did not. In zero, the first episode? No. Later on. But okay. 0% of people had achieved it. Really? Yeah. Really? Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Especially, like, uh, maybe there's a, a weird series of circumstances that allow you to finally play it again. Because I, I would think that people would go back and play through it again to just to right. experience that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and apparently, oh, yeah, you're, you're the one that said that there's the, you can get a in the deluxe version or something like that. You can get the episode where you play Max. A young Max Caulfield. A young Max Caulfield. Which is interesting. I probably won't do that, but I could just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Life is Strange Before the Storm. If you played and liked the first one, you'll like this one. Um, if you didn't play the first one, try this one. Yeah. Uh, I also beat Bury Me, My Love. All right. Which was the, yeah, yeah, the app about the Syrian refugees. Um, you're helping through text message your wife escape Syria and get to Germany. My wife did not make it. Ah, uh, yeah. So there's a number of different endings. Um, my ending ended in, just outside of Italy, actually. Um, she did something she shouldn't have in order to be able to leave. I forget which country she was in going, getting on the ferry to Italy. Uh, and she ended up getting arrested and thrown into a prison camp. Um, and her final message to me was a voicemail, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, but man. I was tough. Did it, did it make I, you feel? It made me feel while I was playing it, but the ending, I was just like, well, that was dumb, you know, <laughs> because there were so many more close calls and so many more appropriate times I felt it could have ended to have the most emotional impact. And this time was, I thought, not that at all and then that was the end and then it said that your journey has ended can you play through it i don't know yeah you can play through it as many times as you want uh i'm i'm i guess i could there's a slider in there that you can set it to receive the text messages in real time so over a span of two weeks i think i've been playing or you can turn it up all the way and you'll just keep getting them so you could play it in one sitting if you really wanted to but um, really cool idea. I talked about it. I don't know if you were on that episode, Will, when I first talked about it. but um, I heard about it, yeah. I listened to the podcast. Yeah, I downloaded it, it and everything. It, it just sort of got me to understand... Uh, real life? Real life in a way that I don't think I ever would have otherwise. I'm not saying I, I could totally you know, understand the, the situation that these people in countries like Syria are in, but... You're aware um, of it, it at least. Yeah, it definitely opened my eyes a little bit more to it. And, you know, once you get to that point where you realize these people are, you know, just the same as you with people that they love and living, trying to live normal lives where they go to work and, you know, have families and do all those things that everybody does. Uh, and then to see it torn apart in that way, um, I don't know. I just thought it was really well done. So. Give it a shot. I think it's only two ninety nine. Um, yeah, iTunes. It was only two ninety nine. 
probably be able to get a deal after Christmas, though. I ha- I think I I have a deal on Google Play. I think it's ninety nine cents. So maybe I'll just buy it. Yeah, it's also oh, I got crap all over my pants. You also get that choose your own adventure vibe a little bit, which I thought was cool. Uh that's it. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Do we want updated uh, beaten games list? Yeah, what are we at? There's still time, right? There's still time until the end of the year, until midnight at midnight on uh, New Year's Eve. Can do it. Uh, so I'm leading at 15. Will is second with 13. What? Corey has 12. <laughs> it's really close, and Eric has three. Okay. What? Hmm. What am I really close to beating? Do you, want, like, do you want your list just to make sure it's accurate and up to date? I think it is. Well, no. you gotta add "bury me, my love." So I just did hide. Oh, okay. No, no. I think it's accurate. I don't think I've beaten anything in a while. What was the last game we have on there for me? Uh, before life is strange and bury me, my love. Yeah, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, that sounds right. I guess I'll play the Stanley Parable. Yeah, how many more games are you going to beat by the end of the year, Dan? I don't know. Maybe none. I'd like to get through Life is Strange, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We shall see. All right. Feedback? Let's do it. Okay. Um, we got one on Facebook that I wanted to make sure I read because it was on Facebook and we usually miss those. So this is from Rachel who says thumbstick athletes. I got a PS4 been wanting to get back into gaming now that the weather's cold, but it hadn't pulled the trigger. I had a terrible shift at work last weekend, got out at 4am decided I deserve this. Went to a 24 hour Walmart and uh, there you have it. The game I am most hooked on is The Long Dark, which is a winter wilderness survival game that I believe was the result of a Kickstarter campaign. Lots of lonely wandering, collecting items, crafting, hunting, inventory management, keeping an eye on your hydration, calories, uh, energy expended, backpack weight, etc. It's relaxing to play and keeping such a careful track of these things in the game has made me more conscious of the world around me, my possessions, and what things I really need and what are just wasted space or resources. It has made me interested in adopting a bit more of a minimalist lifestyle. I want to try to get the most out of the things I have and work on consuming and wasting fewer resources. Is this just me being super impressionable, or can you guys remember a time when a game changed the way you saw the outside world? Take care, guys. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Looking forward to giving more feedback now that I can actually play some of the games you were talking about. Rachel in Cleveland. How perfect was that? It is perfect. just talked about a game that affected my view of the outside world. And that was her question. Yes. There you go. Bury me my love. Uh, I'll try to think of some other ones. If you guys have any to throw out, I, I can't think of anything right this second off the top of my head, but I do. They, I think at least it, it should affect everyone. Uh, I, I know the, 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 the stories that you consume throughout your life, no matter where it's from, uh, books, movies, TV, uh, video games, and in, in, in my case, they they shape who you are, whether you want them to or not. You know, um, 
I don't know if I can think of a specific time, but I really think like that makes you a more empathetic person. You, yeah, you see things from uh, other perspectives than your own. You know, uh, there's that saying, "I've lived a thousand lives." Uh, you know, talking about books, but it also applies to video games. You really have lived a thousand lives and seen uh, things from a thousand different people's perspectives, um, which is one of the things I like about video games. You know, well, well said. Yeah, I was going to say, like, on the, you know, games that kind of shape who you are, like a game like To the Moon, I think is a game that has kind of affected all of us. Yes, that's a great example, Will. Great example. In a way. Uh, And for me, also, Life is Strange, Uh, like, getting viewpoints from other people, like, like, when I play that game, like, you see things through Max, you see things through Chloe, like, you see the screwed up life of, like, Nathan Prescott, like, you get insight into that. So, like, you kind of see a bunch of different people's perspectives on like the story, like given towards you to to you at certain points in the game. And it kind of makes you realize like, Oh, when you're playing life is strange. Oh, Nathan Prescott isn't a bad guy. He's just in a horrible situation. He's a victim of his terrible circumstances. And it, it makes you think about people you come across in your everyday life who might be assholes uh, on the outside, but you know, maybe they're just like really hurting on the inside or maybe, maybe they go home to a miserable life, you know, and they're just kind of taking it out on the people they come across every day. Exactly. And like working in like retail and service and all that. Like I remember, like I remember that specific like game, like, wow, like people like have really terrible lives and like they're just kind of taking it. That's why like I don't let things get under my skin too much because I don't really know what's going on with other people. So I just kind of yeah. grin and bear it and let it go. Yeah. Reefer says in the chat, games like Europa or Universalist made me interested enough in history to major in it in college. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at least I know Will and I can relate to that in Age of Empires, um, a game that sort of jump-started some of our history learnings. I remember the Joan of Arc campaign in the second game. Um, and then when I was studying it in history class, sort of having a leg up because of the, the scenario, the Joan of Arc scenarios, uh, yep. you start to know who the factions are. And I mean, it's obviously not super factual, the the video game, but um, you pick up enough to, to be able to speak the language. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. more I'll throw out for me is this war of mine. Uh, another game, yeah. That really, really got me to think a little bit. Uh, and that's why I still to this day call it the greatest game about the greatest war video game ever. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah. The, the reality of war for the people who are, you know, just trying to survive. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, definitely. Um, as for the long dark, I know Corey's played some long, the long dark. Will, did you play it? Corey said I should really play it. I haven't gotten around to playing it. That's another okay. game I want to play too. Um, it's part of this month's humble monthly, so Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that and and I'll add it to my library and and hopefully play it at some point. But yeah, it's definitely one I wanted to to give a shot to. And welcome back to gaming. Now is the perfect time to pick it up with it being absolutely frigid out and will be frigid for the foreseeable future. I don't think it's supposed to get above like 20 degrees for the next two weeks anyway. So great. We were supposed to go skiing yesterday and the day before, but both days were like, "Eh, it's a little too cold. It's way too cold. I was always a fan of going when it was like 30 degrees. Yeah. No, you need a a sweater. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're 
you know, moving and exercising. So, yeah. All right. So that was from Rachel. So thanks, Rachel. Glad, good to hear from you again, too. Mm-hmm. As I said. Um, the next is from Eric or Reefer, who says, "Hey, Thumbleets, no new game news out of me this week. Haven't had time to play much of anything." On this day in 1944, Maurice Rocket Richard became the first player in NHL history with eight points in a single game. Wow. In 1973, the Endangered Species Act was passed in the United States, and that's basically it. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas, and Santa brought you everything you wanted. <coughs> Excuse me. The pod hockey feedback, the bolts keep on rolling up to up four to six points on the whole league with a couple games in hand, and that's all I care about. Thanks, Eric. I just picked up Brian Boyle, former Bolt, on my former fantasy Bolt. team. Hmm? Yeah, it's it's been a, a crazy week, and that's why I haven't really played anything, too. I've got to get back into the routine of, of just playing games at night, you know. A lot of times I'm so whipped by the end of the day, I just want to... Me and my wife have just been putting on Futurama and vegging to Futurama, so... But I do have to get back to... to vin- uh, 1944. Roger Richard, first player to score eight points in a game. That's impressive. That is impressive. Did you guys watch the movie mm-hmm. about Roger Richard? I did not actually. It was, it was pretty good. I can't remember what, what was it called. Uh, was it called number the Rocket? nine? Number nine. Yeah, I think it was number it was nine. It had Sean Avery in it. Sean Avery. Uh, yeah. Rocket Richard movie. I don't know that it was a great movie, but I remember enjoying it. Apparently there's one coming out in 2018 called The Rocket. Oh, really? Nope. That's a different movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maurice Richard, The Rocket, 2007. Okay, that's, yep, that's the one. Yep. The Rocket, The Legend of Rocket Richard. Okay. I think that's all we have for feedback. Let me do a quick refresh and see if we got anything new. Nope. All right. Football? Oh, yeah. Game giveaway. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Game giveaway. This is the last week of football picks, too. It's a big week. Yeah. Should I I text Eric and say, Eric, do you have a football pick? Well, as long as he gets it in before the game. Uh, We had Rachel and... Rachel and Eric. Eric. So Rachel is number one. Eric is number two. And the winner is Eric. Uh, Before we do the rest of the games, Dan, you sent Jake his two games. Mm -hmm. And did we ever send Tate? Did Tate pick his game from last week? I don't think so. Crisis 2 Maximum Edition. Yeah, I don't think he's... On the Rain, Slick Precipice of Darkness, Episode 1, Game of Thrones, a Telltale Game Series, Puzzle Agent 1, Mythic Wonders, The Philosopher's Stone. So let us know which of those you want, Tate. Eric, your options, 1 through 183. The first one up, 87. Hammerwatch. Good, uh, easy little indie indie game, indie platformer. That's uh, on the Switch now, too. Shmup. Number seven, The Escapists with a lot of DLC. Uh, looks like four DLC packs. That's about escaping prison, right? I don't know. I think Actually. it is. I want to say that it's like Prison Architect, but an adventure. 
Gotcha. 170, Puzzle Agent 2. One oh four Dirt Showdown. <laughs> and the last one. One seventy three Thomas was alone. It's a decent selection. Yeah. Uh, Eric, your options are Hammer Watch, The Escapists, Puzzle Agent Two, Dirt Showdown, and Thomas was alone. Um if I was picking my favorite of these, I would probably go with Thomas Was Alone. Uh, having not played The Escapists, Puzzle Agent 2. I think I played Dirt Showdown. Nope, I'm thinking of Burnout. Uh, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, nope, I haven't played Dirt Showdown. I, the only two I've played is Ham- Thomas Was Alone and Hammer Watch. Mm-hmm. But Thomas Was Alone I know is good. I don't know if you guys have any more insight on those. No, he's, that's a, he, it's a decent choice. He, he said he'll take the escapists. the escapists. Nice. Good pick. We can send that right now, which is nice. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get better at being timely on these things. Um, Boy, football locks, huh? I got Eric's pick, so... <laughs> excuse me well i'm still the first pick oh no we got let's tally from last week yeah uh dolphins lost who did eric pick last week i have nothing in here for him he wasn't on the episode he sent in a pick didn't he uh buffalo right oh we all picked buffalo (laughs) i think we all picked Buffalo. buffalo zeros across the board so no change for us um, Idaho Jake had the Raiders lost, right? Lost, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ryan and Iowa had the Seahawks. I'm trying to get to the. That's okay. Scores here. I was going off memory until this point. I don't know what the Seahawks did. Um. <clears throat> Seahawks won. Ooh, spread. Um, I can check that, actually. That would be week 17. Four and a half. Four and a half. That puts Ryan and Iowa in sole possession of first place. Oh, really? man. With wow. 21 points. Well, he got that Dolphins pick. That was 10 and a half. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Bills, Cowboys... Did they win? Cowboys lost to Seattle. Yeah. Browns. Did you guys Browns see the lost. Seattle player? What he did after the game? No. He it was Earl Thomas. He ran over to the Cowboys locker room and said, "Please sign me in the off season." <coughs> really? <laughs> Here's the problem. The first place person can pick after us. Ryan sent in a pick. Oh, he did. Yep. Oh, good. That makes it easier because then I'll I'll have to pick before you guys because that can that can change things. He picked Houston, the Texans. All right, so that's good. That's in. So now I have to pick. 
but I have to be strategic about this pick. Uh, I've got 19 points. Dan has 18 and a half. Will has 16 and a half. Eric has 11 and a half. Uh, Miguel has 18. I'm trying to see some other contenders here. Blake has 13. He picked twice and got it right both times. <laughs> Val in Endwell has six and a half. Tate has nine. Idaho Jake has 13 and a half. All right. So what do we have here? Do I go for broke? Uh, Just pick the Jets. (laughs) Uh, 15 and a half points. That's that's what I was thinking. (laughs) I mean, what you want to do is give yourself enough points to, to win. Right, like if it, Ryan gets his wrong. Yeah. So I definitely have to pick one that's more than Ryan's. And since he picked the Texans, let's pretend he gets that correct, right? I have to I have to No, I mean I, I guess I don't not, have to bank on that's that. That's not that's not what I would do. <clears throat> Houston's Because you would you would hopefully uh, pick one that's a safer, safer bet. You know, Houston's at f- or pick the same one. Why? Because then, if he gets it wrong, no, then I wouldn't get anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's way too much to think. How many points behind are you from him? Uh, three, three. Yeah, so pick one. It's three and a half or over. Take the Chiefs that's what I would at do. Denver. At Denver, though, that's hard. Carolina at Atlanta. <clears throat> Miami's. Did Eric pick the Bills? He picked the Bengals. Oh, okay. I thought I saw the Bills. I was going to say they're not the underdog. He said if Cincinnati wins this game, then his child will see the Bills in the playoffs. Oh, nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? (laughs) And I said they're going to go on a run. (laughs) Help me out, guys. I don't know. This is tough. I'm I'm right behind you, so I I can't help you out. That's true. That's a good point. I'm torn between the Jets or the Bengals because I need to make up some points here. Or Chicago. Minnesota might rest players. Ugh. Ugh, this is so hard. This is tough. Carolina at Atlanta. That's tempting. What did I say? Don't bet against at the beginning of the season. Your gut? No. Who's Atlanta's quarterback? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. And then every time I said that, it was good to bet against him. I don't know. The Falcons haven't been too good this year. No. Uh, the big one I won was when I picked the Bills to win over the Falcons <clears throat> early in the season. I picked Miami over the Falcons, I'm pretty sure. That's where I got 12 points or something like that. 
going with the Panthers. He's locking it up. He's locking it up for four <laughs> points. Um, I'm also going Cincinnati over Baltimore, like Eric. <clears throat> So it's nine and a half for now. Bengals. Will? I want to pick the Jets so bad, but I just know they're going to play Bryce Petty and they're going to, <coughs> they might play Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg cannot lead an NFL offense. So I think the Browns. I did that for four straight weeks, I think. Yeah, I, did. I, I thought they might win one of those games. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chicago Bears over the Minnesota Vikings. The uh, Bears for 12 points. So I guess based on this, the only person that can't win is Eric. Should we give Eric to an opportunity to make a different pick? Yeah, if you want to. Or did you? Were you? Did you? Well, you shouldn't have strategized that because you knew before your pick. I'm just—I was really going for picking someone that was that was going to win. Yeah, that I thought was going to win. Okay, almost like to win. It wasn't. We can based on trying to keep Eric out of there. We can let him know, and if he wants to change it, he can. Um, it's Ryan and I was to lose. So right. If the Texans win, then I think we all lose. Who are the Texans playing? Houston. Houston. The Colts. Four and a half. I don't know. The Dan would win if the Bengals win. Man. Everybody's just so close or bundled up there. Yeah. At least that makes it interesting, though. At least that's not one person that's killing everybody. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. Everybody's okay. pretty close. If anybody has more picks, feel free to send them in. Uh, again, Tate has nine points. Val Endwell has six and a half. Blake has 13. Dustin has six. Miguel has 18. Ryan in Iowa has 21. Tito in LA has zero. Idaho Jake, 13 and a half. Okay. That's all we've got. <clears throat> Anything else? No. Thummies next week? Thummies next week. Aw, oh, yeah. I, I hate having them like in my house. I'm, oh, it's going to be hard not to look, but I'm not going to. Just just peek, Dan. I'm not going to peek. I can't. I can't do it. I think I have a pretty good idea what our game of the year is going to be. Do you? Yeah. Doki Doki Literature Club? If that wins, I might retire. <laughs> Should we uh, have some sort of anonymous submission thing where we pick what we think the game of the year will be? <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. I honestly have no idea. Really? Yeah. Do you think you know? Yeah, the one game that's probably going to be in everybody's list, definitely. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, next week, Thummies, tentatively Thursday at eight thirty, maybe later if Will can't get out of work on time, right? Oh, I'm getting out. Don't don't worry. Okay. So eight thirty next Thursday. Um, come hell or high water, right? Yep. That'll do it for episode three thirty six of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.